Welcome to this Monday edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. Coming up in a show, Taylor Chalstrom has the weekly My Ag Life and Almonds Report. And I'll have a look at regional and national agricultural news beginning with regional ag news right after this word from our sponsor. This segment is sponsored by Bee Hero, the leading almond pollination provider. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure, be precise, be hero. Call Charlie Phillips, VP Sales at 559-467-9699. Be hero, superior bees, superior pollination. According to the USDA National Agricultural Statistics Service, stone fruit harvest has been completed. Orchards have been pruned in preparation for the dormant season and treated for weeds. Grapes have been picked and crushed for juice. Persimmon harvests continue. Pomegranate fields have been cleaned. Naval orange harvest has picked up speed after inspections are showing higher sugar content. Grapefruit, mandarin, lemon, and lime harvests continue. As for the nut crops, low-producing almond and walnut trees have been removed. Almond orchards have been pruned and sprayed for weeds. Late variety Walnut harvest continues to wind down for the season, and pecan husks have began to split. In a vegetable crops, butternut squash and broccoli have been harvested in the Capay Valley. Sweet potato harvest is fully complete, and broccoli harvest continues in Stanislaus County. Lettuce, onions, and other fall vegetables have been harvested in Tulare County. Harvested fields are being prepared for winter and spring plantings. Bell pepper harvest continues in Coachella Valley. Garlic has been harvested, and lettuce harvest continues on the Central Coast. Quality issues have been reported in the Salinas Valley. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency has announced a settlement with the owner and operator of Steve Wills Trucking and Logging LLC to resolve claims of violations of the Clean Water Act. Tanker trucks transporting milk from the Steve Wills facility near Fortuna, California, have been involved in three separate driving incidents, all of which have resulted in discharges of raw milk into waterways. One of the three incidents resulted in the death of a driver. Improper transport of goods can negatively impact waterways and compromise the safety of workers According to EPA Pacific Southwest Regional Administrator Martha Guzman, she says when companies fail to manage substances that have the potential to impact waterways, the local community, environment, and worker safety is put in danger. On January 19th of 2020, a tanker truck carrying raw milk on Highway 20 near Glenhaven overturned down an embankment and released raw milk into Clear Lake. And on April 12th of 2020, a second incident took place when a truck on Highway 20 near Clear Lake overturned down an embankment and released raw milk into Clear Lake. Finally, on December 11th of 2021, a truck on Highway 20 east of Lance Road in Lake County overturned down an embankment into Grizzly Creek, a tributary of Cash Creek. Drivers were cited for the January 19th and April 12th, 2020 incidents. The third incident is still pending the results of an ongoing investigation. Steve Wills Trucking and Logging a agreed to pay the penalty amount of $71,967 to resolve claims that the company discharged to the waters of the U.S. without a permit, which is a violation of the Clean Water Act. U.S. law requires the safe management of materials to protect public health, the environment, and limit the need for costly and extensive cleanups. It is unlawful discharge pollutants into the waters of the U.S. except as authorized by a national pollutant discharge elimination system permit issued under the Clean Water Act. 
The California Department of Food and Agriculture Office of Farm to Fork is seeking public comments on a healthy refrigeration grant program request for applications anticipated to be released in mid-December. Public comments will be accepted until 5 p.m. Pacific time on December 12th. Two webinars will be held to provide information about the RFA and hear public comments. An English language webinar will be from 3 to 4.30 p.m. on November 30th, and a Spanish language webinar will be from 3 to 4.30 p.m. on December 1st. Contact the California Department of Food and Agriculture or visit their website to register for either webinar. The purpose of the Healthy Refrigeration Grant Program is to improve access to healthy foods in underserved communities while promoting California-grown agriculture through funding energy-efficient and climate-friendly refrigeration and freezer equipment and corner stores, small businesses, and food donation programs in low-income or low-food access areas throughout the state. The equipment is funded to stock California grown fresh produce, nuts, eggs, meat, and dairy products, as well as minimally processed and culture-appropriate foods. Eligible entities for the program include corner stores, small businesses, food donation programs, and nonprofits working with eligible sites and or selling or donating food in low-income or low-access areas. Cities, counties, nonprofits, or tribal governments may also apply for equipment on behalf of eligible sites and may apply for up to 20% of total grant awards to provide technical assistance. The United States Department of Agriculture's National Agricultural Statistics Service has released a new Pacific Region milk production report, and it shows milk production during October totaling 3.43 billion pounds, down a half a percent from October of 2021 and up 4.7% from September of 2022. The number of milk cows on farms in California was 1,723 head. That's up 4,000 from October of 2021 and unchanged from September of 2022. Production per cow in California California averaged 1,990 pounds. That is down 15 pounds from October of 2021 and up 90 pounds from September of 2022. California strawberry quality continues to recover after heavy rainfall in all California growing regions. Expect to see quality challenges in elevated markets for the next few days. For the Santa Maria and Oxnard, California region, volume remains limited and harvesting has been impacted by rain and cold overnight temperatures. Quality concerns include soft skin, decay, white shoulders, and pin rot. The industry is in a demand exceeds supply situation and expects strong demand in elevated markets through the month of November. The dams are coming down. After decades of planning, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission has unanimously approved decommissioning four hydroelectric dams on the lower Klamath River, which will be removed to benefit water quality and fish habitat. It is the largest dam removal project in U.S. history with a price tag of $500 million. Preliminary work is expected to begin next year with reservoir drawdown and final demolition slated for 2024. Tribes, environmentalists, and sport fishing groups have long advocated for raising the dams to restore salmon runs in a Klamath Basin spanning Southern Oregon and Northern California. There's giant potential sleeping in your soil. Under drought conditions, it's never been more important to wake it up. Phycoterra, a superior soil microbial food, activates the native microbes responsible for your soil's health and water holding capacity. Adding Phycoterra to your crop increases water retention up to 10% and optimizes crop nutrient availability. Plus, it delivers excellent mixability and application flexibility, making it easy to add to your existing crop input strategy. Visit phycoterra.com to learn how you can wake up your soil's giant potential with phycoterra. 
Let's review the top three Almond articles for the month of November. You can check these out and more in the November issue of West Coast Nut or visit WCNGG.com. Starting at the top, contributing writer Mitch Lies discussed the rising popularity of self-fertile almonds and why growers continue to appreciate reduced overall production costs and other benefits that come from these varieties. Franz Niederholzer, UCCE Farm Advisor for Calusa and Sutter in Yuba counties, has witnessed a dramatic growth in the production of self-fertile almond varieties over the past few years, and, provided the varieties continue performing as they have, he sees no change to this growth trajectory. He noted that 10 years ago, Roger Duncan, UCCE in Stanislaus County, said he thought that self-fertile varieties had the potential to change the industry, and he was right. Self-fertile varieties certainly have the attention of breeders, Niederholzer said. He noted that a big portion of the UC variety trials are planted to self-fertile both public and private varieties, and growers are finding multiple benefits in the varieties. He thinks the biggest thing growers like is the reduction in the overall cost of production. The savings on bees are a big part of it because that is one big check that growers write. To get an idea of the growth curve of self-fertile almond varieties in California, in 2012, according to USDA, 2,430 acres were planted to the most popular variety, Independence. A decade later, in 2021, 78,909 acres were planted to the Zager Genetics variety that is licensed by Dave Wilson Nursery, making it the fifth most popular almond variety in California. The varieties are particularly adaptable to small acreages that are inconvenient to farm, but are by no means isolated to small blocks. November's next top almond article comes from contributing writer Cecilia Parsons, who discussed ways to prepare for 2023 in terms of input costs, water, labor, and more. Determining water and labor availability, weighing input costs against market prices, and making plans for orchard sites are all vital parts of making both one-year and multi-year plans for tree nut orchards. Plans may have to have some built-in flexibility, but they are also a way of charting a course through potentially tough financial and agronomic times. When cost of production is higher than price, you have to figure out where to cut costs, but be sure long-term health of your trees is not affected. Recognize that new issues will arise in 2023 and that every forecast is subject to change. There's no doubt that water availability in 2023 is foremost in most every grower's mind. Precipitation during the coming water season is fundamental. A great water year will allow some space for gradual adjustments. Another poor water year will leave all of California agriculture in desperate straits. Basically, plan for the worst and hope for the best. Our last top almond article for November comes from contributing writer Vicki Boyd, who discussed new research delving into almond whole use and nutritional suitability as dairy cow feed. Almond holes, once a low-value byproduct, have enjoyed renewed popularity as dairy producers look for more economical alternatives to flaked corn and corn silage as ration ingredients. Almond holes have been incorporated into dairy diets for decades now, and according to a recent survey of dairy cattle nutritionists, holes are versatile and are used as a concentrate replacement as well as a forage. As the ongoing drought has decreased water deliveries, an increasing number of dairy nutritionists have looked to almond holes to replace at least some corn silage. 
More recently, rail delivery delays have affected the price and availability of Midwestern corn, with steamed-flaked corn being a major concentrate ingredient in dairy diets. However, almond holes can fill the bill as a concentrate. How widely almond holes are used in dairy rations and how much producers can feed to lactating cows each day without affecting milk yield were the subjects of research begun in 2019. Almond holes comprise about 50% of the almond tree fruit weight, depending on the variety and the year, with USDA forecasting a roughly 2.6 billion pound almond crop this year that could amount to about 5.2 billion pounds of holes. At the same time, California had about 1.77 million head of dairy cattle as of July, according to USDA figures. Researchers also found almond holes to be an excellent source of highly digestible sugars, and non-parel holes were superior in nutritional value to pollinator holes. Once again, these articles and more can be found in the November issue of West Coast Nut or visit WCNGG.com. You're listening to My Ag Life. I'm Taylor Chalstrom. Bee Hero is the leading almond pollination provider. We deliver measurable and verifiable pollination outcomes for almond growers and turn a previously unquantified fingers crossed gamble into a controllable expenditure. For the first time, growers can know exactly what they are getting for their money during pollination. Bee Hero accurately evaluates your bee's pollination contribution in real time and gives you unprecedented visibility into the progress of bloom. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure, be precise. Be Hero. Call Charlie Phillips, VP of Sales at 559-467-9699. Be Hero. Superior bees, superior pollination. In national agricultural news, the White House recently signed a national security memorandum with the intention to strengthen the security and resilience of the U.S. food and agriculture sector. The Biden administration said the memorandum will ensure that Americans have access to safe and affordable food, Producers are able to send their products to market, and the food and agriculture sector is better prepared for threats. Agriculture, food, and related industries contribute about 5% of the country's gross domestic product, according to the White House, which represents over $1 trillion per year and more than 19 million jobs. This critical food and agriculture sector has in recent years faced a range of deliberate and naturally occurring threats to its security and resilience, According to a fact sheet, such threats include the summer 2021 ransomware attack on JBS USA, the spread of avian influenza across the country, and the Russia-Ukraine war. To strengthen resilience, President Joe Biden has approved a national security memorandum that supersedes the 2004 Homeland Security Presidential Directive and provides presidential guidance to identify and assess threats, strengthen partnerships to enhance workforces, and enhance preparedness and response. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association and the Public Lands Council announced their opposition to listing the lesser prairie chicken under the Endangered Species Act after the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service released a final rule. Over and over, the science has proven that healthy, diverse rangelands, the exact kind of landscape maintained by livestock grazing, are where the lesser prairie chicken thrives, according to PLC Executive Director Caitlin Glover. She says cattle ranchers' efforts to conserve these acres are absolutely critical to the survival of the species. The service is also establishing a rule allowing them to appoint third parties, including environmental activist groups, as a grazing authority. 
The Black Sea Grain Deal, a global food lifeline and key for world fertilizer supplies, is being extended for several more months. The grain initiative was set to expire last weekend and what could have been another tragic consequence of Russia's war against Ukraine, risking starvation in much of the developing world. At an APEC summit in Thailand, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said the deadline was extended 120 days after an earlier G20 summit. Together, we sent a clear message to President Putin that he should extend the Black Sea uh, Grain Initiative, which was set to expire on Saturday. Russia again heard and apparently felt that the world would not accept Moscow refusing to extend the agreement. Once again, U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres and Turkey's president helped broker the agreement, key for food and fertilizer exports from the region. This is a vital lifeline for the rest of the world, delivering more than 10 million metric tons of much-needed food, the overwhelming majority of which is going to the developing world. Blinken accused Russia of weaponizing food with its earlier blockade of Ukraine's Black Sea ports and destruction of the country's ag facilities. The war has driven up prices for wheat, corn and fertilizer, with Russia and Ukraine among the top exporters. People shopping for electric vehicles will see that most don't have AM radio, and it's a move not sitting well with rural farm broadcasters. Nathan Symington is a commissioner of the Federal Communications Commission who spoke to broadcasters at the National Association of Farm Broadcasting's annual convention last week. He brought a unique perspective to the topic after growing up on a farm in Canada. He says AM radio is an indispensable source of information for more than 3 million farmers in the U.S. He said to those who say AM is a dead technology, 75% of farmers listen to the radio five days per week. For those who don't know, AM radio is also the essential spine of the emergency alert system. Montana Senator John Tester pushed the leaders of the Securities and Exchange Commission to avoid taking action on its proposed climate rule that could potentially hurt American farmers. He's concerned that action would lead to burdensome reporting requirements for family farmers and ranchers who are part of the supply chain for a publicly traded company as part of the agency's proposed climate disclosure rule. He says the agency must not take any action that may lead intentionally or not to burdensome reporting requirements for production agriculture. December will be the next date for a benchmark within the USDA's Partnership for Climate Smart Commodities Initiative, according to Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack. USDA Ag News reporter Rod Bain. An update on the Partnerships for Climate Smart Commodities program provided by Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack in a recent visit with farm broadcasters, following up on the announcement at this month's COP27 summit. We expect and anticipate in the first part of December to announce up to 65 additional projects for the Climate Smart Commodity Partnership Initiative and to invest an additional $300 million in those projects. It was earlier this year that Secretary Vilsack announced the first round of large-scale funding of partnership projects. Due to the smaller grants that were part of our initial announcement, so that will bring a total of 135 projects, about $3.1 billion being invested by USDA in partnership with farmers, ranchers, commodity groups, retail, food processing companies, environmental and conservation groups, universities, minority-serving institutions, a wide array of partnerships. With these efforts designed to create new revenue streams via Climate Smart commodities. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Do you know the nutrient use efficiency people? Yes, I'm talking about the folks at Verdesian Life Sciences that deliver crop insights and solutions so California crops grow to their full potential. From micros with a proprietary delivery system to solutions that help improve the uptake and assimilation of applied nutrients. 
Visit VLSCI.com to learn more about Verdesian Solutions or to connect with a local representative right here in California. Sponsored by the California Walnut Board and Commission. Supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, and driving consumer demand. Doing more together.